Welcome to Americans in Germany Drinking Whiskey. I'm Jeff. I'm Alex. And today we're talking about uh, nightlife, going out, having fun, partying. Let's get started. All right. It's as easy as that. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. And once again, a quick word uh, to MyGermany.com. The bottle of whiskey for today's episode is provided to you by... As I said, MyGermany.com. This company from Weimar helps you to order German products from German companies and have them shipped to your home no matter where you live in the world. You can either send single products directly to your home and save 10% on the shipping rate, or ship several products and have them sent to you as one package. Please use the discount code WHISKY2020. That's Whiskey2020. And now to the show. It's a pretty uh, sweet deal, Jeff, eh? I think it's an amazing deal. Uh, <laughs> maybe you're a German uh, living in the U.S. now, and you want uh, some of that German chocolate. Who knows? Maybe you do. I don't know. I want to give, a, before we start and everything, I just want to give a quick shout out to the band Absence of Despair. If you're into metal, check them out. They're a pretty cool band. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're my, my, my buddy's band. They've been uh, helping us advertise a bit, getting some people, getting some uh, some followers on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, really so, cool of them. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Absence of despair. Check them out. Good stuff. How how have you been? Uh, checking in. Actually, I, it's we, we always pretend like we're checking in, like we haven't seen each other in a week. But you know, we've of course hung out like a few times in yeah. the last few weeks. But uh, of I course, mean, social distance style and everything like that. But uh, but yeah, like what have you been up to? Let's see. I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited that um, restrictions are loosened. Not a hundred percent, but we're allowed to hang out with people as of like two two weeks ago so that's really nice yeah we can hang out we can hang out in groups but we still have to maintain the kind of uh one and a half meter two meter um abstand also known as the like uh what'd you call it the social distance uh, yeah and uh and yeah and they've just just started this week uh some uh, states in germany have started opening restaurants now of course uh, it's way different than before. You know, the every other table is empty and the wait- waiters are wearing uh, masks and all that. Um, but yes, there's, things are slowly, they're not becoming normal because I don't think they'll ever be normal for a long time. But uh, it, feels yeah. more, it feels more normal and I'm feeling right. But uh, anyways, you asked me a question, Jeff, how I'm doing and I want to answer you. All right. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm feeling good. It's been nice going out to the park. The weather's been beautiful except for today, which is awful. But the rest of the week, past few weeks have been gorgeous yeah um i got yelled at on the subway the other day i think people aren't used to being outside of their homes so they're really <laughs> agitated or something i don't know yeah but uh yeah my girlfriend was talking to me on the bond and um this guy asked me to ask her to shut up and i was kind of just like, uh, excuse me and yeah, she, she she came in and was like if you want to talk to somebody you know if you want to talk to um why would you get me to shut up? You can come talk to me. You know, I'm right here. You want to talk to my boyfriend? And then he just kept, you know, arguing. And then he got up and called us some profanities. And so that wasn't nice. But then... Yeah, how how rude. I mean... Uh, so rude. But it's so, fu- it's so funny. I feel like people, yeah, like you said, for, forgot how to be human beings. Because almost two days before that, me and my girlfriend experienced the same thing on the subway. Uh, when we got on the subway... Uh, we're standing there for maybe two stops, and then the guy randomly, after five minutes, starts yelling at my girlfriend, saying that she spilled some beer on his shoes, which she did, did not, she? not even, oh. okay. not even, no, not not even close. Uh, starts screaming at her. 
how dare you spill, you know, uh, beer on my shoes, and you didn't even apologize, so disgusting, but yelling at her. And then, of course, you know, uh, I walked over and I was like, oh, hello, uh, is there a problem here? Uh, and he just starts yelling. And, and, and of course, we're all wearing masks, and the guy is not wearing a mask as he's yelling at our face. And then our friend, uh, who was also there, asked him, hey, where's your mask? And then he pointed at his little side satchel, and we're like, oh, that's a good place for oh, it. Yeah. Useful. Um, but yeah, people, uh, people for, forgot their manners, I think. Yeah. But on, on the other side, though, the other day on the subway, uh, a guy came in with a guitar, you know, just playing some music like it happens. But he was yeah. singing um, songs about Corona and how Corona nice. should go away and how to keep the love alive in Corona. So I threw I threw, I threw him some a little bit of money and it was nice to have, you know, um, a little bit of positivity while, while, while traveling on the S-Bahn with your mask on. Everyone's miserable. So I appreciate that guy. So I guess there's two sides of the coin, you know? Not oh, yeah, bad. totally. Yeah. Oh, and, and a real quick, uh, before we forget, um, shout out to my mom. Love you, mom. Happy Mother's Day, uh, which, which just happened a few days ago. You know, wish we could, wish, wish I could be there. Uh, and uh, for Mother's Day, what did I do? Uh, did like a little hike uh, with uh, my girlfriend and uh, some friends. That's nice. Uh, northern Berlin hike around a lake. And uh, yeah, really pretty. Nice weather. Sweet. And before I look bad, uh, happy Mother's Day to you, mom, too. My mom. I love you as well, and wish I could be there as well. And I was like an ass, dude. Sorry. Right. What did you get up to on Mother's Day besides not being with your mother? Uh, I went to um, our two friends have a little garden house uh, a little bit outside the city, about an hour away. And so we went there and uh, hung out all day. It was super nice. Had a little grill, hung out in the woods, ah. bees flying around us, birds everywhere. It was beautiful. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it sounds really relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah I, super relaxed. It was, it was a nice weekend. Good way to end it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been excited recently about, because um, now in, in Germany, at least in Berlin, all stores can open. And now, of course, very strict rules um, and limited amount of customers, et cetera. But like the the first store I went to was this little, little record store that's near our house because I've been dying to buy some new records because I got a record player just before Corona happened and I was stuck with the with only five records. Uh, so went over there and the and funny thing is like the store is so small that uh, I was the only customer that could be in the store. You know what I mean? Another, oh, customer, wow, yeah, tried okay. to, yeah. another customer tried to come in and the guy had to stop him because it's only uh, one <laughs> customer per 20 square meters and the entire store is 20 square meters. So I felt bad like picking, you know, tr taking my time trying to pick some records while somebody's waiting outside. Um, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was still good to get some get some music. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like like you said, it's it's it at least feeling semi more normal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 in. Yeah, it's been nice to uh, to do things to see people. I haven't hugged anybody in a long time, so I want to hug somebody soon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we still can't do that. Um, I mean, I hope nobody thinks okay, things are not back to normal. They're they're just. No. It's like this pretend normal, but with uh, very much a Corona flavor on everything. So uh, yeah, but yeah. you know what? Like if there's like a tiny sliver of normalcy, it feels it feels good, you know. Yeah, like it feels like we're going the right direction at least. Yeah. But you know, who knows? We may relapse. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, people... Yeah, for sure. Hopefully not. <sighs> Hopefully people are staying, um, you know, smart and wearing their masks when they need to. Yeah. Oh, yeah someone else uh, yelled at me. Sorry, you got yelled at oh, yeah? again. Yeah. What the happened? Other, the other day, uh, on the way back from the park, um, some people weren't wearing masks, and this woman came on and was like cheering them on, like, yeah, cool, masks are stupid. 
And then we kind of just turned around and gave a look and then just started yelling at us about how masks are stupid. And yeah, don't. Oh, so she was just yelling at you because you, you were wearing a mask. I yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I guess caring about other people and not wanting to infect them is stupid. Yeah. So stupid. I, it's, it's, some people, I just don't think they really know what they're fighting against. Uh, you know, it's just Pretty like, it, it's not that big of a deal to wear a mask. And if if it if in any way it prevents you from spreading the disease, possibly somebody else, and it's I think it's all worth it, Co. Yeah, no one's taking away anyone's freedoms. Just put on a mask and then this whole thing will stop and then we're back to being free again. I don't want to get on a soapbox here. Let's move forward. I want to drink some whiskey, Jeff. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. do we have today? Okay, um, today, uh, we decided, you know, like, uh, this was your suggestion. We went, we, we go bourbon. Bourbon. For this one. Yeah. Um, and so today we have the uh, Four Roses Single Barrel. It is a Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey distilled and aged by Four Roses Distillery in, um, got a limited light here, sorry, in uh, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. I was going to say, I hope it's Kentucky. And I like because the bottle has uh, the warehouse number and barrel number handwritten on the bottle. Handwritten? This is handwritten. This is barrel 50-610. Excellent. That's a good barrel. I don't know why, but I guess when it's handwritten, it makes you feel like it's much more, it's better. It's more personal. It feels classier, right? That somebody yeah. actually put some time. It wasn't just machine. And um, and I showed you the bottle, right? I mean, this, we have to describe this bottle here. Um, I like the bottle. It's a cool bottle. Yeah, it's, I mean, the... The cork, the cork is, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the, the, the cork is like the best part about the bottle. It's actually, um, I saw it earlier when I picked, when I got my half of the whiskey. It's actually uh, a cork surrounded by wood. And it's just super satisfying to pull off and pop back on. We kept actually slamming it on and off a few times because it was, it was fun. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just nice to close and open. Uh, and yeah, and the bottle, the the neck of it has a nice little leather. I don't know what you call it. Collar. Collar tie. Yeah, tie neck around warmer. the 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 front of the bottle in, in glass has some four embossed roses. You know, no surprise there. Um, yeah, they don't really have a description on the bottle, but uh, I don't think we need one because uh, if we just drink it, we'll we'll know everything we need to know. I think. Let's 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 uh, make sure that pop is is poppy because it popped real hard before. Okay, so uh, everybody, pay attention. Mm, could yeah. be better, but it could be better. Yeah, sorry. Right. Okay, let's uh, let's try this one out. Let's pour ourselves a glass here. It's got a really really nice color to it. That's the first thing I noticed. Like it's a really, it's like an amber brown. It's pretty. It is. It is a really nice. Ooh, yeah, that is a nice color. Yeah, you, yeah, you got it spot on. Hmm. Smell good. Let's do a taste. Cheers. Another fake cheers. Ooh, it's got a, it's got a heavy smell to it. It's also fifty uh, percent. Oh, and you can taste that fifty percent. It's strong. That is strong. But good. That is a solid bourbon. That is yeah, good. It is good. I like it. Yeah, you know, and not, not all bourbons you can really drink neat in a glass, but this you could sip all day. I mean, this is good. See, I don't know. I don't really haven't had many bourbons, so. But 
I'll see. I'll see how it goes, guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ooh, this is wrong. <laughs> That's good stuff. Because sometimes, you know, I won't like a whiskey at first, and as we drink it, I like it more. Or I will like it, and then by the end, I'm like, it was only meh. So. Mm. Yeah, because sometimes on the first sip, um, you're not really taking it all in. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think also sips. when you're, like, you're focusing on it so much, you're actually not focusing on it, whereas when you're, you're just drinking it while talking. You're like, oh, wait, this is actually really nice. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense, but yeah, you know. No, I mean. actually, actually, I have to bring this up because um, the other day we did a social distance at the park, remember, on Friday. Yeah. And uh, we had a couple friends who were jealous of all the whiskey tasting we're doing on the podcast. But we said, oh, well, hey, we'll bring some small tasters so they could taste some stuff. I don't know about you, but I found, like, drinking it in the park with, like, I don't know, all the distractions and everything going on and uh, the the flavors weren't quite as much there as when you were able to like focus yeah. on it. Is yeah, that yeah. crazy? I, I noticed that too, but I was also drinking it out of a tiny shot glass solo cup. So I'm not right. sure if that plastic had anything to do with yeah, it. Yeah. But you're but, right. Uh, it wasn't as, uh, I was drinking the, I was having the yellow spot, which we loved. And the park I mean, was the still stork, really the good. The rye whiskey. And the stork. And I mean, of course it was still really good in the park, but it didn't have that. I don't know. It wasn't like, Whoa, like it was the first time. I don't know. Maybe it's because we had it before, or maybe it's because we were distracted. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's there's people yeah. talking. Maybe there's different smells that kind of fuck with the taste also. Um, yeah, weird. Still good. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, let's move on to that German and or Berlin-specific nightlife. Yeah, I think now that we're getting a little taste of freedom again, this topic kind of just popped up in our heads because... Maybe we can go out to places soon, but it's also summer too, so we don't go out much to bars anyway. So, yeah, and it, but it is kind of funny that we're getting around to nightlife during a time when there is zero nightlife because bars and clubs are uh, yeah. are forbidden at the moment. Well, uh, maybe maybe, so, maybe um, people want to reminisce about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. but just so but, everybody knows, majority of what we're going to say tonight. Uh, refers to when these clubs were actually open. A lot of these things we're talking about you cannot do right now. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's good to uh, think about. Yeah, and um, also interesting is that the the clubbing scene in Berlin is it's it's a number one or top three uh, money makers. Like economy is the club tourism here. People come to Berlin from all over the world to go clubbing. It's very well renowned. Um, yeah, and definitely from all over um, Europe. I mean, you'll have people from the UK or France or whatever. They'll, they'll come just for one or two days in the weekend, you know, just just check out the clubbing scene and then go back home. You yeah, know? they get they get a lot of like, I guess a lot of these clubs got some of the best DJs. Um, it makes it makes Berlin a buttload of money for a very uh, poor city. So luckily we have some way to make money, I guess. But uh, I'm also like, I haven't gone clubbing in a long time. I don't really go much anymore. I have lots of friends. Yeah, do, me neither. Not much my thing anymore. No, not, me neither. Yeah, me, I like. I think we're probably pretty similar. Like, I prefer a more quiet, chill bar or pub, yeah. in which I can actually hear my friends, you know, and just like sip a good beer and just chill with my friends, you know. Like, I, I, it's not about getting crazy anymore. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's already, already always been in me. I've always liked a just nice, nice chill night out um yeah. yeah i had my i had my clubbing moments back in the for day for sure uh, i mean for sure yeah my, my my first few um especially my first few weeks i went you know pretty hard in, in them because yeah the, the, the first thing you notice is just how how different it is um 
from the states. We, we mentioned it a bit on another episode, I believe, but we're gonna go more into depth. But um, I think the first thing, yeah, is how late you start going out to if you're going oh, to a club. Exactly, because in the U.S., uh, you know, if, well, if you're from the U.S., of course, you know, uh, almost everywhere, every bar and club is gonna close around two a.m. So. In order to maximize your night, you're leaving the house, what, no later than 8, you know, probably, 8 yeah, p.m. Probably. to meet your friends. Um, and then 2 a.m. comes, and then it's kind of like game over. Yeah, yeah. Where a lot of times here, you might meet friends at like 10 or 11, have a few beers, do whatever you want to do, and then go to the club at between 1 and 3 in the morning. And uh, <laughs> It sounds ridiculous. But... I know. When you say it out loud, I guess. It is kind of ridiculous. But that's what you do because that's when like the real good DJs really start. And of course, you know, there's a huge drug scene here. So a lot of people are taking uppers to stay up all night and whatever, what have you, whatever you're into. Yeah, because, you know, what people, I mean, I think we brushed the subject. Like you said, uh, in Berlin and Germany in general, clubs and or bars almost never have a closing time. They're open right. all night and they close really just when they feel like it. Like when, you know, when there's just not enough people left in the bar, um, then they just go, eh, we'll close, and maybe that'll be like 5, 6 a.m. And there are some of these hardcore clubs in in Berlin especially that they'll be open, you know, Friday night till Monday morning yep. nonstop. They do not close for those two and a half days. And there, and there are people that, you know, will stay there the whole time. <laughs> Excuse me, I've had a little bit of a cough recently. Not corona, though, just today. Um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we were just talking about this the other day. It's like you're walking down the street and you have like a simple cough and people look at you like, you know, you're disgusting and they they step like an extra two meters away from you just because you have a cough, you know? And it's like, yeah, you know, there are a hundred million other reasons other than Corona to have a cough. Exactly. Anyways, I think. But uh, yeah, anyways, um, I can't remember what I was going to say anymore. Um, yeah, so there, there are some people that, you know, will go there from Friday, stay there Saturday, stay there Sunday. Um, and a lot of clubs have like lounge areas and areas to, you know, have sex with crazy things, um, drug areas, uh, some, some clubs get your haircut. Some have like Nintendo on the wall. Uh, like little, some of them like villages within its own little club atmosphere. It's really bizarre. Yeah. Some of the, especially the big ones, it's kind of like a casino where there's like, you lose all track of time or reality outside of that yeah. building you know what i mean yeah. um and it, you know and i think one of the reasons why berlin is so well known is it does have these huge clubs that are you know multi-levels uh many different it's, it's almost like five four or five clubs in one you know what i mean so these are huge complexes um and there's just so many different clubs no, no matter what you're into heavy metal rock uh techno uh trance house whatever you're into there there is you know 10 clubs for you here you know what i mean right but i mean kind of right 90 percent are techno okay that, that's something okay germans love their techno and their house and i would love to tell you the difference but there is no difference but yeah <laughs> like you you can find other clubs like that too like there's a small hip-hop scene there's a metal scene punk scene all those things um but most clubs are ro playing rock and roll bars yeah um I mean, one of my favorite kind of bars is uh, ping pong bars, you know? Yeah, like, th those I, are cool. Yeah, and then basically this is a bar and it, they'll have um, either one or several ping pong tables, usually just one in the middle of the main room. And they do what's called Rundlauf, 
with uh, ping pong where you were literally everybody in the bar that wants to join you can get 30 people in a circle around this ping pong table and the first person hits it and that starts the chain where everybody slowly walks around the ping pong table and when you get up to the end of the table it's your turn to hit it and if you miss you're out and slowly everything gets whittled down to two final people and then you have a winner um, yeah. my favorite was a place called um Freudenreich, which was which was doesn't exist anymore. It was in Neukölln, and it was the, the coolest bar because above ground it was your typical little hole in the wall bar that held twenty people. But if you walked past the bathrooms into the back, there was a hidden staircase that led down into the basement, and in the basement was the actual bar that people came to see. That was three times bigger than the one upstairs. Very cool. And it was this basement bar with the ping pong table and everything. Very cool. Yeah, that that's a. Um a fun thing to do. Uh, I've only been there a few times though, so I don't have a lot of experience, but I've definitely seen it. I think I, I saw a lot of them when I first moved here, but I was too scared to join in because I couldn't speak German that well. Oh, true. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of like hidden rooms, there are a few places around the city and I'm sure around this, uh, I mean, I've seen them all around Europe actually, uh, but like hidden, hidden bars. Oh, oh yeah, t- totally. Yeah. Like I, I went to one, I, I think it's gone now, but it was like a, um, a what what what's it called? A guy who like cuts your meat, not like circumcision, a like like a butcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a guy who cuts your meat, butcher. Yeah, a butcher. It was like a butcher, and then uh, there's this phone book booth near the back. And you go to the phone booth, you knock on the wall, and then a guy comes over, and like he maybe will let you in, or maybe won't let you in, depending how you look, I guess. Mm. And it was a really cool, like really fancy bar actually, which is weird in Berlin because bars aren't really fancy. But also, is, yeah. and, 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 you know, um, speaking of getting in, though, as is got to me. Yeah, let's close. talk about the uh, door policy here. Now, in general, any bar you go to, you're going to get in. No, there's no you getting in or not getting in. It's mostly no. just there's maybe the top 20% clubs uh, that there is a line and there's a door policy. And it's it's there's no guarantee whether or not you're going to be let into that club. Right. You know? If you're ever visiting... Uh, Berlin and you want to go to the club because a lot of tourists ask me this all the time when I see them um, if you want to get in don't go in line with more than four people if you're more than four people split up into twos or into threes yeah like keep three it small people, keep it small wear don't get dressed up don't wear khakis don't wear uh, a tie a jacket like a blazer. Yeah, yeah not not formal but also not too casual like, you want to uh, look good but look like you're not trying to look good Exactly. So, like, pretty much just wear black and you're good. Black shoes, black pants, black shirt, skinny jeans, you're good. Yeah, and if you're new to Berlin, I would really suggest go with one native German speaker. Yes. Let them do all the talking because there are some clubs, including, like, the world-famous Berghain, which a lot of people probably, you know, try to get into. And yeah. they wait an hour in line they don't get into. Um, if they hear you speak English, they hear you're a foreigner and it's, I mean, it's completely dick. It's not, it's not right, but they will, they'll just, they don't even say anything. They'll just give, shake their head. No. And then it's game over for you. Right. So it's better if you can have a German speaker, do all the talking. And if you can throw in one or two words of German, just to, just so they, they, they don't, they don't see what's going on. Um, yeah. And, and look up, look up, look up the DJs who are playing that night. Cause they might ask you, Oh, who are you here to see? And you can see the DJ is like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. He wanted to get in here, and then you, you should be all right. But I, you know, I, it is kind of a dick move to not let people in who don't speak English or don't speak German. Um, but I also, 
I mean, there's lots of people, of course. But I also kind of understand it because I don't think they want a lot of tourists in there. Like, I've been to a few clubs in other countries uh, as a tourist. And you get a lot of, like, these stag nights and, like, people getting really smashed and drunk and, like, kind of ruining the party. When you, when you get into one of these clubs, the atmosphere is super, super nice. There's yeah, no and as a tourist. drunk people. There's no one, like, there's no people, hit, like, there's no creepy dudes hitting on other, on creepy, uh, like, no creepy dudes hitting on women. And it doesn't really, you don't see that as much here uh, because of the strict door policy. So you have a really nice atmosphere where you can be free and do what you want to do without judgment. Um, so, like, I, I get it's kind of like a dick move. But I also understand mm. the reasoning behind it as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like half and half. I agree with, with what you're saying, but, um, but back in the day, God, I had so many like because it, it used to be, all right. If I show up with a lot of girls, guaranteed to get in. In Berlin, that's not the case. I've shown up with right. you know five girls, doesn't matter, no guarantee you get in. And I've just had so many times where we tried to get into clubs, yeah, and you get to the front of the line and they just look look at you, shake their head, and that'll be it. And you're and you just there's no reason why, and and that's kind of one of the. One of the things I was never into waiting in line for an hour to get in a club because it's like I can just go down the street to a, a cool bar and with no wait and they'll have, have the time. same they'll, they'll have the sure. same yeah and have a great time and they'll have the same drinks that this club has. So for me, if I got rejected once in a night, I was like, all right, screw this, let's go to a bar. Like you know, for me, it's like not worth it anymore. You know? Yeah, no, I I totally get it. I mean, I guess we're both getting a little bit older ish. I don't know. If the, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But I've never also really been a big club guy anyway, so maybe we're just lame. No, me neither. No, but like, um, I mean, yeah, like like you said in the beginning, yeah, you were into it. And same here, the first year or two uh, I lived in Berlin, uh, I kind of just got into it because, and it's kind of easy just because like, there's just so many clubs to choose from and so many young people do it. And if you're single and you're trying to meet some people, it seems like the cool place to do it. And, um, yes, there was a time where I was definitely more into it. Um, but, um, eventually I just, I really burnt out on it. I had this yeah. one week where we, I had two people visiting, um, who I'd met through couch surfing and like all they wanted to do was club, which is not really my idea of fun, but I wanted to be a good host. And so it, we would just every day we went clubbing for a week straight and, uh, yeah, and I just was like, oh, what am I doing with my life? This is so, so much wasted money, uh, so much wasted time. Because, you know, you're getting home at like 5, 6 a.m. or whatever. You're wasting yeah, you, the you, day. You, your Sunday's gone. Absolutely Yeah, yeah. Gone. And so after that, I mean, it was, don't get me wrong, it was fun and everything. But after that week, I was like, okay. I'm, and it just, I was just burned out. I was like, I'm done. And since then, it's been like a once every, I don't even know, every few months, maybe, even if that, going to a club. Like, it's extremely rare for me. Yeah, I, I think last time I went was like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, I'm, we're more um, we're more going going to cool bar people, and you can go to a bar every one different bar every day in the city, and you probably wouldn't go to the same bar in like I don't know seven years. I think seven years. Yeah, I I, I I totally agree. Berlin has just such a selection in in it's all ridiculous. neighborhoods there's there's no like okay this is the cool bar area downtown no um they're, they're everywhere most districts uh, you can find like at least one decent um bar oh absolutely you know easily actually and um at least in berlin again it's not all bars but what's a popular look is kind of uh what we call like uh shabby chic kind of like berlin likes 
like apparently Berliners they like bars where the inside looks kind of like abandoned and covered in graffiti and like the like the complete opposite of uh, you know renovated with all these kinds of like decorations. They like the kind of dirty looking kind of like yeah. like uh, what do they call them like uh, hole in the wall kind of bars. Um, I'm not a huge fan. Like there's there are some that are cool like that, but some people are really into it in Berlin. It's very like a Berlin oh I love thing. it. I love it. I think it's great. Super comfortable. Yeah, I mean it's cool, but like once in a while, I just I like going to like a place that actually looks like they tried. You know, uh, I'm not talking about like a formal fancy place, but just like you know, you you can be cash and cozy without without like feeling like yeah, you're in a a drug den. I don't know. <laughs> I I I get what you mean. But I don't know. I think it has like a it's got a character to it. It's very different to American bars because a lot of American bars, I notice like you'll see more people sitting at the bar actually which you don't see a lot oh, at here. the actual bar bar you right know. you don't see a lot here like some people do but usually the bar is just for getting your drink and sitting down at your table or on your uh, couch and also like there's no um what's it called like touch tunes ju- jukeboxes touch tunes what the hell is that it's like a type of juke spot jukebox like i had in the states okay. like you like, put a dollar touch in you tunes. pick your song with a touch screen like touch tunes touch you touch your tune boop Okay, like real? that. Yeah, it must be East Coast thing. It's a jukebox, pretty much. It's a jukebox. Okay, you don't really see but those even in the here. States. You're not gonna really see a jukebox unless you're in a diner or you're living in the 1950s. Uh, yeah, touch tunes. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, like California, we don't have touch tunes, so no. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see many ju- jukeboxes. Yeah, you couldn't choose your own music in California at a bar. In like one out of every hundred bars, yeah, there was there was a thing going, but no, yeah. usually there's like a DJ or there's they just had like, you know, ACDC going in the background or whatever, you know. I guess not a big thing, but I've seen it. I've never seen it here, is all I'm saying. I've seen it in the states a few times. Yeah, that's that's true. It's not popular here. I mean, like one of the cool things about Berlin, I, and again, which adds to like its mystique of being a cool bar, a nightlife, clubbing kind of a place, is um, they like to turn abandoned places into bars like or at least places that have that, that were once one thing they'll turn into a bar like yeah. a good one good example is a place called Stadtbad Wedding Stadtbad meaning city swimming uh swing hole Pu- public it? swimming public swimming place. place vetting which is a which is a an area of Berlin. and it was it was basically yeah a public um like like a like, like a, a YMCA. YMCA yeah yeah like a YMCA <laughs> type place in the and and they took the 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 area underneath this huge swimming pool where all the piping and the water heaters were and everything and had the club there in the basement underneath the swimming pool and sometimes you'd also dance in the swimming pool which was drained of course yeah and the dj and, was at, was at the deep end yeah exactly yeah and and the locker area where you would shower and stuff is now the uh the, the the coat area you know during the winter where you're handing your coats and stuff and i mean super cool like so berlin they get people get really creative on yeah on just cool interesting uh bars you know yeah it was a really cool place but um there was like zero fire safety so they shut it down yeah Sim- similar I mean, that, that- to the the airport that's being built so <laughs> but yeah they, but, there's like so many different types of um like not theme i guess theme yeah theme bars so like uh, like we said earlier, there's a lot of heavy metal bars, a lot of like punk um, anti-establishment bars, which mm. are fun. Um, also a lot of like squats or like unofficial bars. And yeah, those are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 like a it's a, a community thing, and it's kind of like 
it's a bar, but it's not officially an open licensed bar. But you can go there and get beer for like a Euro 20. And they say like, yeah, please don't take camera pictures. You, nothing like that. Barely more than you pay for it in the, in the, in the store. You know? ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's like, don't take pictures. Um, but like, they usually play like punk and you just hang out. And it's super nice. Um, you, you have to know where to find them, I guess. Yeah. It's funny because it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a squat, but they're organized enough that they've literally organized a bar within their squat for you to come and enjoy a beer and they make some money for their kind of their community from selling yeah. the beer. I mean, very little profit, but they... Uh, yeah, but it's but nice. Yeah, I mean, the, the squat culture here is pretty big. It's unfortunately getting smaller, but um, that could be a whole other episode about, about uh, squats. Oh, totally. Um, and, and another thing, of course, Berlin, I think, like you mentioned before, nightlife-wise is famous for is kind of, it's like risque, kind of sex-themed bars. Like Berghain is a place that's known for having kind of like a sex room or whatever for those kinds of hardcore people that want to, that are into that sort of thing. Um, and there's also a bar, a club here called Kit Kat Club, which is also, like, you can't get in if you're dressed, if you're dressed. Like, basically, you have to come yeah. in wearing almost nothing or nothing um and yeah there's rooms for people to uh do what they will and for you to watch if you're into that there's also a pool Uh, inside which is pretty cool yeah pool yeah i I went i went there once with my girlfriend and a friend and i was just wearing jeans and a shirt and they were dressed up uh, like looking pretty nice um like appropriate for kit kat and you got in and yeah, I, I uh, well, the rule was she said like take your shirt off, and I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna take my shirt off. Like, come on. And she's like, all right, if you see five other guys, their shirt on, their shirts off, you take yours off. And they're waiting in line for like three minutes. Of course, all five guys, their shirts off. I was like, all right, took my shirt off, and <laughs> um, danced in a cage for a little while. That was fun. Went by the pool. It's a cool. It's nice. a. It's a fun. Yeah, it's. A, I've been there a few times. It's a fun place. Uh, if yeah, you're in, yeah. if you know. But like it can also get pretty hardcore. Like you might walk by someone getting, you know, jerked off in a corner, and it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 but just so everybody knows, like this is not. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. This this is not a standard thing in Berlin bars. Like these are very specialty kind of clubs. We're just saying they exist, but like it's not the it's not the kind of stuff you're gonna just see in your average Berlin uh, bar. But if Unless, you're into that, yeah. there's that there is a place for you. That's what, what there, we're there, saying. There, there's something for everybody. That's definitely for sure. There's even a, um, a How I Met Your Mother themed bar, and I don't know oh, why. Yeah, the, the Irish pub. Yeah, yeah. It's not my favorite place. I've only been there once. Like it's it's you know it's fine, but it's, it's a fun little bar. Yeah, but it's cool. Like you go into the bathroom, and on the loop in the bathroom is uh, somebody reading the the what the bro code rules, like going through all of them and stuff. And like it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good theming. Yeah, it's good theming, but it's not really, it's not really my thing. And, and something that's I think you'll only find in Germany or in Europe in general, um, I've been to a few clubs in Germany that were literally World War II bunkers that they just put clubs inside of. Um, That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. and one of them I went to, it was in uh, Rostock. It was called Der Bunker. You know? Rostock, it's called. Rostock? Ro- Rostock. Rostock, okay, sorry, yeah. Rostock. Rostock. Beautiful Rostock. city up north. Actually, um, that reminds me of Rostock. Um, I was in Rostock once. Mm-hmm. And it was a small little uh, shandy bar, you know, like this sailor type bar. Yeah. And there they make this drink called Entehagen. And I, Wait, I Enta like duck. Yeah. Uh huh. And I and I and I can't tell you what is in it. Duck. But it's it's like one of these whole yeah, it's made it's duck in a bottle. 
it's one of these places that has like their homemade shots, you know. And my buddy told me that she was from Rostock, and it was absolutely delicious. Um, but like a lot of bars also around Berlin and Germany, you get the, like their own house beer, which is also pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in Berlin and elsewhere, like craft beers has become really a big thing uh, the past few years. So you have a lot of craft beer bars that, and some of them have, yeah, um, you know, a, literally a brewery on the premises, you know, where they're making, you know, small batches of, of their own. Their For own sure. Brew, so. But I'm also not talking about craft beer. I'm just talking about like before craft beer was a thing, bars just had their own beer that they brewed. It wasn't oh, yeah, considered yeah. crafty. Yeah. It was just like, this is our beer. Yeah, and, it's not and, a big yeah. deal. They don't sell it anywhere else. Just this is their this is their bar. They happen to have a little brewery and they make their own beer and that's it. Like it's not a big you know thing. It's just it's their beer. Yeah, sure. I mean that goes along with the classic kind of German beer hall. Like a lot of them, they sell like they sell their own beer. You know what I mean? Like uh, and uh, the classic German beer hall. Um, you don't see so much in Berlin. I mean, you see it everywhere else, but in Berlin we have a few and they're, they're always fun to go to. Cause yeah, they always just have, I don't think I've ever been to one of those. No, yeah. not in Berlin. Or you mean ever? I don't think ever. Never been to a German beer hall. No. Okay. Can I mean, you you've, you've done like Oktoberfest, which is kind of like a cartoonish version of a German beer hall, but, uh, never just been to like a standard. German... Oh, we'll, we'll go one of these days. What is it, like a, like a beer garden, but inside. Yeah. Basically. Oh. All right. Well, look, a everyone, lot of, a lot of them we're, all, beer. we're all learning things together here. <laughs> there's one, there's one year Alexander Platz. Well, we'll check it out one of these days. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like going to Alex, but okay. Um, what it's else? funny because you are Alex. Oh. What other type of uh, bars are there? Nightlife. Rooftop bars. There's a few of those here. Yeah, um, I think the one of the famous ones is uh, Klunker Kranich. Klunker Kranich. Yeah, my K's don't work right. Yeah, right. But uh, right near me. That that's on top. It's funny because it's like it's on top of a mall. standard shopping mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not until you go to the very very top, where I think it used to be like the top level of a, of the parking garage, right, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like you, really you go up to the parking garage and then you walk up to the top level, yeah. and it's like all made out of wood. A little indoor area. You see a DJ there. You sit outside, watch the sunset. You can see the whole city. It's amazing. Yeah, great views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've got a few of those, and those are awesome. The only problem is there's um, usually lines on, like, a nice on a nice day. Um, Over the past few years, Kukukranish used to not have any lines. Now, a lot of lines. And what you should also worry about uh, if you're just coming in from wherever and you've just moved to Berlin is that even at some of these big bars or clubs, there's no guarantee that they accept cards as payment. So in fact, I, I would say there is a guarantee they will not accept cards as payment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's more on the they probably don't. So just make sure you cash yourself up before going to the club, which is insane because it's it's just so bizarre to go to a, like a cocktail bar where every cocktail's ten euro. They know that if you're in a group, you're going to be spending fifty, sixty euro, and they don't accept card. Uh, hopefully, Germany's going to fix that in the next few years but it's, no, it's, I like, it can be quite annoying i like cash and just yeah you know like it's also kind of funny too 10 euros is a lot for a cocktail yeah and in, in berlin uh and in germany in general the the beer and drinks are are, n are not like they are in new york or whatever like you're spending like what 280 for a beer between 280 and four. 350 yeah i would say any anything that's four i'm kind of like that's that's expensive 
350 is like, yeah, that's right. Three is pretty standard. 250 is a good deal. Yeah, or, or unless it's a super touristy place. Right. So if you're, a pl- if you're getting a beer that's over four euros, you're in a touristy place, more likely than not. Yeah, and a cocktail is going to cost you seven, eight euro. There are some places that do make 10, 11 euro pl- uh, cocktails that are, you know. But those are the ones where like smoke comes out of the glass and stuff. They're super cool. Yeah, yeah. Or they're just really good. There's this one place, I wish I could remember what it is, but it's in at Richard Platz in Neukölln. Um, it's a cocktail place. And yeah, every cocktail is about 10, 11 euro. But it's one of the few times where it's absolutely worth it because they make these most the most amazing cocktails you ever have. And the, the, the bartenders put like, you know, their blood, sweat, and tears in those things. So I'll also uh, re- re- recommend um, Bricks in your neighborhood in Prenzlauerberg. Oh, yeah, sure. That place also yeah. really cool cocktails. Like, I got one there, and it was, it was just like I don't know what I got. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. There was smoke coming out of my drink, and it tasted delicious. And I didn't know what was happening, but it was so good. <laughs> I'm not a huge cocktail guy, but uh, I like that place a lot. But once in a while, once in a know. while, once in a while, I want to splurge and pretend that I'm just fancy. You know, splurge, pretend I'm a you, rich man. guy, smoke a cigar, and drink a cocktail. But uh, I'd say we can wrap this episode up by going home, which is like a segue into going home after you go out. Terrible, terrible segue. But um, when you're going home from a bar or a club, public transit's running 24 hours on the weekend. In Uh, Berlin. In Berlin. Not in Hamburg, not in some other towns, but at least in Berlin. Um. And usually, it's like a, if there's not 24 hours, it's usually like a blackout from midnight or one o'clock until like four or five in the morning. So you have to kind of decide when you want to go home. There's always Uber and taxis, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, if Berlin specific, if you're in Berlin, you have a day ticket. Your day ticket should last until three in the morning. Three a.m. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it should handle you going home unless you're you're going out really hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which is nice that they include they include the three a.m. of the next day as your part of your day ticket. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet of uh, of Berlin. So thumbs yeah, up yeah. to Berlin but, for that. Yeah, but I, I had a problem when I when I lived back in the day in Vienna, and I'm sure it's the same in other German cities. Public transit ended around twelve thirty at night and didn't start again until four thirty ish the next day. Yeah, for the morning rush. And so you really had to decide, okay, am I going home early, you know, from the bar or am I going home really late? So it's like, okay, you go home at 1230 or you go home at 5 a.m. You know, I mean, it was like this really tough decision, you know. Um, I've had times just walked home for an hour, just walk for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Or wait for like one of these night buses that comes every half an hour or whatever and takes forever. But I don't know. Sometimes I love a good night bus because they're usually pretty empty and it's kind of like a weird tour of the city. It's a good way to wind you down on your way home, you know, on your way. Yeah. Uh, um, but what a funny thing is, if you're, say, a normal tourist in Berlin, for example, and uh, you're riding the subway 9 a.m., 10 a.m. on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, uh, you might encounter people who are on the subway on their way home, you know, from clubbing the night before. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like people that smell like cigarettes and look like they're about to throw up. And, yeah, and you're yeah, fresh yeah. with a coffee, getting ready to go to work. Right, they're I've passed been on, out. I've been on both ends of that one. That's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, but, but yeah, Berlin and Germany in general, like it has so much to offer, no matter what you're into in terms of nightlife. So uh, next time you can do it, come check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And if you need any um, recommendations, if you're ever here, um, send us a message, and I'm happy to. 
I don't know if Jeff's happy too, but I'm definitely happy to give you oh, some totally. cool recommendations of places. Um, there's a lot of cool spots, and I don't. Yeah, I'd love to share them. So, so drop us a message. Also, please drop a mess. Drop us a message if uh, for, for our next for our next episode. You know, whatever I'm talking about. Let's go to the whiskey now, Jeff. Okay, I got I got to pour some I got to pour some more because uh, I have run out for my original pour. Oops, sorry. Let me do it. I gotta say with this guy, um, maybe just I'm not a huge bourbon fan, but it's not my favorite. I don't dislike it. I I like it better than in the beginning of the podcast. I'll tell you, like um, the I'm in the beginning now. I'm getting kind of like a sweet, kind of syrupy maple kind of a taste in the beginning. Uh, yeah, I could be talking out of my ass, but that, that's something that I'm now getting that I didn't get before. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I like it. It's, en- it's really enjoyable to drink, um, but it, it is, um, it's not what I'd grab first. Let's say that. Yeah. On, on this journey of whiskeys that we're drinking, because like I said, I think in the first episode, I, I was never a big whiskey guy before, but as I'm going through my, this journey, I'm learning, um, kind of which direction I'm going to of what I like. Mm. And... I want to try some more, of course, bourbons, but right now bourbon's not my uh, top choice. I think you're more of a rye. A rye I like guy. rye. Yeah. Yeah. Rye guy. So you don't necessarily not like American whiskeys. You're just more of a rye than a whiskey guy. Than a bourbon. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. You're more of a rye than a <laughs> bourbon guy. Yeah. But um, I'll, I'll give this a, um, I'll give this a six out of 10. It's good. Yeah. That's a six out of 10. And again, and again, not in a bad way. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if someone was in the bourbon, they might give it, you know, an eight out of ten or two out of two. I don't know. I don't know bourbon that well, but in terms of the whiskey that we drank, um, yeah, I'll definitely drink it again for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, for the price, yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely worth a try if if you yeah. if you're a bourbon person. But with the um, now fifteen and- bottles on my shelf, it's not in the top. Tend to pick from for me just because i'm yeah 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 no i agree you know and who we should thank for some of those 15 bottles again is uh, mygermany.com uh, for providing this week's whiskey uh, you know they help you to buy products from german websites even if that website does not ship to your home country check them out mygermany.com yeah. thank you thanks very much, guys. guys um and also please we'd really appreciate a five-star review if you're listening on apple podcasts it'll go a long way for getting other people to listen um, follow us on Instagram find us on Facebook we have a new logo coming out sometime soon maybe when it's episode do. release yes. I don't know we'll find out we're pretty excited about our logo I'm going to make some t-shirts for myself and Jeff not for you guys <laughs> who's listening just for us Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually you know to be honest by the time they listen to this the logo might be already out we don't oh. you know well I hope you guys enjoyed past tense our new logo how about that is that a better yeah that's that works yeah okay and and like you said don't be shy guys you know if if you have something that you're itching for us to talk about send us a message or if you have any questions just about life in germany or europe just let us know we're uh here at your disposal (laughs) cheers stay safe cheers uh buena noche i need more ideas uh, okay i'm okay i'm done (laughs) 